Coming up on this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H, I welcome my brother Andre Melton from the Flex Zone. You've seen the real Dwayne Allen and myself go on their show or seen them go on their other segment in between the zone. Well, this time I welcome my brother onto my platform. So coming up, ladies and gentlemen, Andre Melton joins us to talk wrestling. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I got my bro on here. My brother, Andre Melton. They call him the Black American Dream. I mean, he got so many nicknames, you know, but I know the ladies love Dre. So we got Dre on the line, folks, from the Flex Zone. You've heard him in a few promos. If you're an old school fan of Break It Down with Brian H., but now you're going to get to hear his wrestling knowledge. Dre, what's up, bro? What's good, man? As, as you would say on the Flex Zone, when the Flex Zone calls, but in this case, when Brian Waters calls, I, I got to pick up. Amen. Drop everything. <laughs> I'm finally glad I'm, glad I finally got a chance to have you on. You know, I've been trying to do this for a while. Um, you know, we've had D for the Flex Zone. Before we get into Break It Down with Brian H, the Flex Zone is back. Let the people know where they can find it. Man, each and every Monday night, yes, the Flex Zone, we are back. Mondays at 10 p.m. Uh, Facebook Live right now. Uh, we're working back on getting our YouTube channel started up, but still subscribe. Put in the Flex Zone podcast. We'll pop right up. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, the Flex Zone One. Um, a lot of content is 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 to come in the new year. I'm excited for what's about to happen in 2020 and beyond. Well, yeah, definitely they should subscribe because there's a lot of timeless material on the YouTube channel. So um, I'm definitely excited about that. You know, the real Dwayne Allen and I was on there and we talked about some things that are still relevant. So people should subscribe. But let's get right into it. Dre, we got Brock Lesnar entering the Royal Rumble and he's entering as the number one. One man. He's the WWE champion already. So this is unprecedented. Yes, in 2015, Roman Reigns, in 2016, Roman Reigns defended the WWE championship as a member of the Royal Rumble, but that was because it was a punishment. Lesnar is willingly entering the Rumble as number one. What do you think about this? <sighs> Has WWE like lost creative, like their creative mojo? Why is the WWE champion in the Royal Rumble? He's not, as far as I know, he's not defending the belt. He's just in the match itself. Um, is it saying that WWE has nobody for Brock Lesnar to face? Like, what what angle right now is is it? I mean, I'd rather for Brock Lesnar not even be in the damn match. Like. I just don't, I, I just fully don't understand what they're doing creatively right now. Uh, we have The Fiend and Daniel Bryan for the Universal title, yes. But how is it that the WWE champion himself is in the Royal Rumble match? And then let's just say for uh, kicks and giggles that Brock Lesnar wins the match. Who is he going to face himself? Like, I, I'm just, 
what are you doing, WWE? I know it's, it's unprecedented, but at the same time, it makes no damn sense either. Yeah, it definitely makes no sense. You know, I was texting my uncle when this was happening, and, you know, I don't think he was, he wasn't watching Raw. But I said, man, do you know Lesnar's entering the Rumble? He was, like, kind of just rolled his eyes, like, <laughs> like he said, the rolling eye emoji, like, why? You know, it's, I don't get it. Um, not a fan of it at all, but, you know, I always say, let's see what happens. Let's reserve the judgment. But I can tell you, I'm not really that excited about it just yet. Um, but we'll see. Uh, sticking to Monday Night Raw, I'm gonna switch up the rundown a little bit. Switch, speaking of Monday Night Raw, the Big Show returned to um, join Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe to go against Seth Rollins and AOP. What you think about another Big Show return? Another eye roller. Like why? Why are we having the Big Show return? Trust me, um, Brian. You've been you know you've been my brother since day one. You know how I feel about who I'm about to bring up, The Undertaker. It's as if The Undertaker would return. Like, at this point, why are we having people like The Big Show, The Undertaker, return when there are so many other superstars out there who could return or bring a young guy up and give him the opportunity? I'm not understanding whatsoever why you bringing back The Big Show. It's, it, to me, it speaks... Uh, desperation and again a lack of creativity within the WWE which is just mind-boggling because growing up as a fan of the product that's all that the wrestling business was it was each and every week that shock value was there you had up-and-coming talent that was used now it's it, it's just it's not the same um we did have something um a little spark of how how the uh, attitude era used to be when you had NXT versus w versus Raw versus SmackDown you kind of did you kind of knew what was going to happen but then again you didn't know what was going to happen so it's kind of like the it reminded me a little bit about the invasion era but it, it, it was still exciting to see this stuff with Brock and Big Show coming back I mean I, I, honestly speaking you just don't know who who they about to bring up out of retirement i mean for all that for all that you might as well bring hulk hogan back he said he's he's healthy and working out again whoa 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 <laughs> no here's my thing right about this they when they came on board and they knew we was going to have a surprise right mm -hmm. and Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, they went in the back and they wouldn't tell nobody. So this automatically triggers, okay, who could they be bringing back? Who could they bring it back? And the way Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're okay in this match. And you're thinking, all right, this is going to be a big deal. Now, here, this is the thing about the big show. No disrespect, but he will always be on that second to third tier level of superstars. Never once... Was he the guy? Yes, he's been the WWE champion. Yes, he's been a world heavyweight champion. But he's just one of those people. He's just not it, bro. You know, you look at the um, you look at the Chicago Bulls, right? Back in mm -hmm. the day, you had Michael Jordan, you had Scottie Pippen, and then you had others. A guy like Tony Kukoc was never going to be it, right? right. Dennis Rodman. Even with all his antics and stuff, no matter, he was never the guy, you know? And that's what I look at with the big show. He's never been the guy. And that's the reason why I'm just like, 
Eh, big deal. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's go to AEW. John Moxley. He was offered pretty much the world. 49% of the company. He was offered a $750,000 car just to join the inner circle. Now, Moxley said, he came out there and he said, you know, he's never been about that. He's always been about dominating. And because of that, he was choosing to join the inner circle. They had this big celebration. After the celebration, he said, you know, I'm with Le Champion. Everybody's celebrating and get ready to go off the air. Right before that, as um, as Jake Hager, as Sammy Guevara, and they got out of the ring, all of a sudden, Moxley looks at Jericho and says, oh, Chris, I forgot to tell you one thing. I was just kidding. And, you know, boom. And he even went as far as to have a shirt that was like, inner circle with Mox spray painted over it. But then say he was just kidding. Dre, you think of a guy like John Moxley. Should he, or I should say, would this have been cool to see him as a member of the inner circle? No. Um, I, I, I like what he's doing right now in AEW. Um, it's, it's almost hard to believe that this was Dean Ambrose in, in WWE. But I mean, once I think the injury may have honestly been a, a blessing in disguise for him. Um, you know, the role that he played when he was in WWE and they did originally push um, when he was Dean Ambrose. I mean, he was getting a push as a singles competitor, even when he was with the shield, the injury happened. And then you saw him come back different, uh, bigger and he, he always had potential but it was like it just wasn't used uh, properly in WWE and it's kind of hard when you have uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns there I think in AEW he has a fresh start and I and I like what they're doing right there with him uh, being an independent superstar and he didn't need to join a faction um, it's good enough that uh, Chris Jericho has the inner circle and let let this feud play itself out, build, continue to build itself up, um, especially with the situation where Cody Rose isn't going to be able to get a um, opportunity. We know that later on down the road, he'll probably get a, a title shot. But right now, Moxley uh, is the guy and you want to eventually see Moxley and Jericho. So, no, I, I think that the best thing for them to do is what happened tonight. Well, you know, I'm going to disagree, Dre, because I wanted to see something different. I wanted to see Moxley as a part of Inner Circle. I wanted to see them dominate, make Moxley the kind of like the number one heel with Jericho being there. Jericho's going to go on tour soon. We know that. He's going to go on his rock and roll tour. I don't think he would have like did a finger poke or doom situation, but I would have liked to seen him kind of step out and Moxley be that number one main event heel. I do think the number one heel is MJF, which we'll talk about soon. But I would like to see Moxley kind of be that guy leading the inner circle and then move up a Kenny Omega to that number one baby face. Cause right now Moxley instantly became, in my opinion, the number one baby face because he made it clear he's coming for the AEW championship. 
I just wanted to see something different. I thought this right here was more predictable. Well, I mean, with the uh, you, you make good points, but the thing with Kenny Omega is I, I um I'm really on the fence about it because I know he was a hot commodity. A lot of people were trying to sign him, but it 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 doesn't feel it doesn't feel the same. I I felt like Kenny Omega could have had the potential of how AJ Styles is in WWE, where you, it was this big sign and everybody wants him, and AJ Styles has really had a good run thus far in WWE. I don't know how to feel about Kenny Omega just yet. Um, I feel like he can it, it can, it can still work, but I'm just not sure at this moment. That's the problem right there. Everything you just said, that's the problem. Kenny Omega came over. He was supposed to be the big deal. He was supposed to be the biggest free agent signing. Yes, AJ Styles set the bar high. People were scared. If AJ came to the WWE, I mean, if Kenny, yeah, if AJ came to the WWE, the WWE was going to misuse him. They didn't. They thought the same thing about Kenny Omega. Now, Omega's great in the ring. But AJ Styles, to me, is better. And, you know, a guy like that, you just can't hold back. Kenny Omega, honestly, through two thousand, the end of 2019, was being treated the way fans thought WWE was going to treat him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I do see they're kind of, he's kind of getting back on his win streak. But he's also been teaming with Hangman Page. Not really a big fan of that. I want to see Omega as the guy. He needs to be what people thought he could be. He needs to be on uh, magazine covers. He needs to be any action figures. He needs to be that money guy. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's it's like, it's still, it's still time. It's still time to do it. But I mean, I don't know if he's the money maker right now. It's going to, it's going to really take some time to kind of really forget about his his run thus far. All right. Well, then, you know, let's you know, wrestling, about... wrestling fans aren't stupid. That's the that's the one Bingo. thing I hate that I hate that the business sometimes treats us like that. But as fans of the product, we're we're not stupid. We we <laughs> we know things have happened. Well, we definitely not. Uh, let's move on to a guy MJF. Right. Mm-hmm. He came out there, and so Cody Rhodes after him and uh, his brother Dustin defeated the Lucha Bros. They wanted to do this, um, you know, Tony Schiavone asked him, what was the deal? What was his answer? And Arn Anderson, his coach, says, no, we're not going to uh, do that. Who is MJF? Who died and made him God and didn't let me know? We're, basically, you're not going to dictate this. We'll get back to you when we talk about it. So the MJF comes out there and he says, you know, pretty much calling Cody out. And to me, this is the guy who's been the number one heel uh, outside of Chris Jericho, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see him wrestle yet. You know, he kind of reminds me of an EC3, except MJF can wrestle. He's just smaller. But I, he draws so much heat. When you see this guy, what do you think? Um, I, I see a guy who, like you said, he, he draws so much heat. Um, to the to the point where you don't have to see him wrestle yet. There are some guys in the industry where they can 
they can do their thing with just promos and they don't have to even step in step foot into a ring. And he's one of those wrestlers who you want to see it build. And, and there's nothing wrong with this. Slow build it up and then see him um, see him in the ring. Um, what he's doing right now, his work with, with Cody, uh, I'm liking it. But just continue, right now, continue to build it up and see where see where it goes. Um, it's no need to to rush it. What I like about this angle right here, as opposed to like a WWE, is that sometimes things get rushed. And right there with what they're doing, that work, I think that a build can really generate. Uh, I think a build can really help the company moving forward. Yeah, it definitely can. Now, let me ask you this. Arn Anderson is a coach for Dustin, I mean, well, more so Cody Rose. Me, personally, not much of a fan of it. And the reason why now, one, I feel that Arn was always a better heel. But I know that's old school Arn. He was was kind of a face-ish when Flair was beefing with The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. But another reason I look at it is I think if you put Arn Anderson with a guy that he could build, the same way you did Tully with, um, I'm looking right at the guy and I can't call his name. Former guy used to be the perfect ten, uh, man. Oh, uh, t- um, Ty, uh, Ty Dillinger. Huh? Ty Dillinger, the perfect yeah, ten. The, the former, yeah, the artist formerly known as Ty Dillinger. Um, <laughs> you know, but if you 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 put him, you know, you put um, oh uh, shoot, if you put you you put. <laughs> I'm sorry. You put Tully, Sean Spears, that's his name. You put Tully with Sean, right? This is an opportunity to build Sean because let's be, let's be honest. He was ruined it by WWE. As good as he was, he was in NXT for a very long time to the point they had to push him to the main roster. He gets to the main roster. He's just like, eh, whatever. Like, so what? To me, I, I, I always got on. He was nothing. It was nothing perfect 10 about him, but you put him with, Tully, you also have doing different stuff. I like him in AEW. I feel Arn Anderson should be with another young and up and comer as opposed to being with Cody Rhodes. Dre, what do you think? You're absolutely right. That's what the old timers are supposed to do. They're supposed to be with the up and comings and then let them go ahead and develop. Um, I mean, we've, we've seen this angle time and time again with um i know i refer back to the e a lot but um the um, managers who are who i think about are like paul Heyman with brock lesnar and now you see what brock lesnar was when he first came into the wwe as opposed to right now so i think that if you have somebody old school who can really help push you and generate and then we we know arn anderson's uh work in in both in and out the ring is 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 long um, beyond our years, and I, I think that you're right. That could really help moving forward. I think that um, he can really help and develop. But I think that um, that that's the angle that they need to they need to put him at because Cody Rhodes is, is good on it is good on him uh, is good by himself. Um, or even with his brother, but to me, he doesn't need an Arn Anderson. Like you said, I think he needs to be with a young, up-and-coming talent and then let that go ahead and play itself out. 
Yeah, I agree. Now, another older guy, old head, as I'll call him, Diamond Dallas Page. So he says he's going to wrestle next week. Um, Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's some of the stuff, and, and I don't mean to rag on AEW, right? And, and shout out to Uncle Raj, uh, because, you know, he was he was definitely driving the AEW bandwagon. But I'm looking at him like, dude, why is this guy... Like, why are they bringing these old guys? You know what I mean? As the real Dwayne Allen would say, where are the new stars? DDP wrestling next week. I mean, d- d- Jesus. We we did the same thing. <laughs> they had Billy Gunn come back. I'm like, and you hate for um, AEW to turn into what uh, WCW and TNA were when they were bringing back the, these old-timers and it, the the company just kind of slowly collapsed, and they're not bringing up the the young guys. Um, it's it's nice to see, you know, some some of the the old heads come back, but at the same time, after a while, you don't really want to see these guys. As, as I brought up the point earlier, I am a huge huge fan of of the Undertaker. That's that's the guy I lavit- I, I gravitated to when I first started being a fan of the product. But I mean, me myself, I don't want to see Undertaker in, in a ring. I want to see. Um, I, I'm curious to see angles of with people like Kevin Owens, um, the Undisputed Era. Um, the guy's name is not coming to me from uh, from NXT, who was the last man surviving in the in this la- um, in this past Survivor Series. Those are the Keith Lee. Those, yes, those are the guys I want to see. You after a while, it's like okay, you've had your time, but it's it's time for somebody else to to come along, and that's how the business is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. Uh, before we take a quick break, I got to talk about this. Scott Steiner, NWA Power. How do you feel about that? He's he was known brought on as a free agent, but he's back. In wrestling, I should say, I guess he never took a break. You know, obviously, these guys be doing independent stuff. But we think about seeing Scott Steiner, you know, on NWA Power. Yawn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) why? (laughs) Like, that's what I really... Before these guys sign a contract, they they really don't want somebody like me in the ring. Because, I mean, across from them, before they sign, because I'm really going to ask you why. Just like, like, <laughs> well, they got they got Ricky. Uh, they got the um, Rock and Roll Express over there too. So, Lord Jesus, help us! <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the business anymore. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. Um, got a word from you know, like I said, I got a new podcast. Break it down. I mean, excuse me. This that's this podcast. See, I break it so much. <laughs> got a podcast breaking through glass ceilings. With Brian H. Next week, I got Ashley Baker coming on. So here's a oh, quick clip. <laughs> so here's a quick clip coming up. Hey, I think Steph put up like 50 points that night. Put up 50 um, points because everybody, points we, we ignore Walls 40 because Steph was so good that night. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we were in the locker room and there was just this funny moment where, um, you know, we were in the Warriors locker room. It was this funny moment. Um, where, you know, Steph and everybody were coming from out of the showers and 
um, I guess Steph had like this axe spray and um, you know we were at Draymond's we were at Draymond's locker and we were interviewing Draymond and um, Steph came out of you know the showers and had this axe spray and he kind of sprayed it but didn't spray it on itself kind of sprayed it in the air and it made me jump the sound of it kind of made me jump and I was like whoa and then he's you know he tapped me and said oh I'm sorry and I was like it's okay Steph he was like no no I'm sorry do you want some and I'm like no Steph like what are you trying to say like do I smell funny like I didn't know and you know at this point the entire locker room is kind of like laughing at us even Draymond even Draymond and we're back ladies and gentlemen make sure you subscribe to that podcast just simply going on Anchor Apple Podcast Google Podcast Spotify you name it oh you can even catch it on iHeartRadio so you name it I'm there just simply hit the subscribe button. Give me five stars, just like you should be already have done with this one. Break it down with Brian H. Brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. So, Trey, this past week on Monday Night Raw, we saw it's official. We're going to get the man, Becky Lynch and Oscar for the championship. As you know, last year, Becky Lynch came up short against Asuka at the Royal Rumble, would go on to enter the Rumble so that she could get that match. How do you feel about Becky Lynch feeling like Asuka's her kryptonite? John. And and, and it's honestly, my, my feelings come from this. I think WWE has done a disservice to both Asuka and Shisuke Nakamura. I think that they have misused them. Um, it may be because of the English barrier, but at the same time, I think that that shouldn't even play a factor. Uh, we see people like Brock Lesnar who, who don't even say two words in the ring, and then he just lets his in-ring ability talk for him. I think that Asuka, once the streak was over, the problem was they didn't know what to do next. And I think that sometimes with the streak, when it ends, it's like, what's next? And there's no long-term solution as to what to do after you end the streak. Um, We've seen that even um, uh, Goldberg comes to mind, except the thing with Goldberg is that he was actually still able to kind of dominate. Asuka went on like a bit of a losing streak and then hasn't been able to really get her steam back. And then even when she won, when she finally won the women's championship, it it didn't feel like it, it was like it was about time, but it didn't feel as good as it should have felt had she won the title um, the first time with the streak. So, oh, well, certainly. Um, it felt like she was on the back burner when you think about it, because we all knew that Becky was climbing that ranks. It's the only thing about when you win a title, they say in between December and February, it's like you're almost a placeholder for the person who's going to win at WrestleMania, unless you're a guy like a AJ Styles, where they say, okay, we're going to give you the championship now, or like CM Punk, and you're going to carry us through WrestleMania with a successful title win. But it's almost like you're the placeholder, except a guy like Daniel Bryan winning, because at the time, I don't believe when he won, 
that the title was the I'm almost certain the plan wasn't for him to drop it to Kofi. And as a matter of fact, I don't even think they had an idea who they was planning for him to drop it to. But you think about um you think about the Rock winning the title at um No Way Out 2001. That was just mm-hmm. so that we could get Austin Rock too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a lot of times like and I can see what you're saying about Oscar winning the championship in December. A lot of people probably forgot about it, but it was like, okay, we only know this is so Becky can win the Royal Rumble. And they quote unquote swerved us by giving her a one on one championship match. And then Oscar lost the title again to Charlotte. So it was like oh it was it's was so frustrating <laughs> what the WWE is doing with Oscar. Um I do like uh, the Kabuki Warriors, I like that as a, I like them as a tag team, but individually too, um, I don't feel them as a, as a powerhouse. There's some teams, there's some people when they get together, you know that what damage they can do individually, such as um, the Brothers of Destruction, or when um, Austin and and the Game were were a tag team, or you know like the Hardy Boys, who people can still have individual success even as a tag team. And I don't feel that with the Kabuki Warriors. All right. Well, we'll see, you know, but let's move on. Uh, Charlotte Flair, she took on Sarah Logan. Start off as a good match, honestly. But then it was something so subtle for me. Now, I'm a Charlotte Flair fan. I think when it's all said and done, she's going to be the greatest women's wrestler ever to lace up a pair of boots. However, the thing that bothered me was her and Sarah had this great match where they went back and forth. Well, I shouldn't say great. It was decent. But they went back and forth, and it was like she was putting her over, even though she was going over. But afterwards, she told the referee, bring me my robe. Come on, come on, bring me my robe. And she put her robe on and then just, you know, kind of dusted her feet like, I'm above that. And that right there bothered me because I felt like, what they were simply saying was Sarah is not on my level and we don't have any plans for her. Does the WWE have any plans for anybody? Um, <laughs> I'm just... Hey, Dre, you sound bitter, man. <laughs> because this... I'm mad because this is a product that I've grown to love and I grew up on it. This was my first sport. I love the NBA. I love the National Football League. I love Major League Baseball. Like... But I grew up, the first sport I grew up watching was just professional wrestling. And what has gone on with the product is just hair pulling, mind boggling, idiotic, unfathomable. Because I just really don't understand. Charlotte Flair does not need another title run. I like what they're doing right now with Roman Reigns, and I hope and pray that Roman Reigns does not face the Fiend at WrestleMania. But oh, <laughs> because because Charlotte and Roman are mere images, and I, I heard this on another podcast from um, JD from from NY two hundred six, and he said that they basically are kind of mere images of each other, where they have the same. Um, same move sets that they use over and over again. They don't properly u- utilize their mic skills, and they push and shove you, shove them down your throat so much to the point that you don't really appreciate their greatness in the ring. So, 
it waters down to like Charlotte, like you said, is going to be the greatest women's rest women's wrestler we've ever seen. But because she's pushed down our throat so much, it kind of makes you feel like, um, here we go, her again. Um, when they first started out with the women's front, and, and another thing too, I don't think that WWE has an idea of what to do with the women's division. At first, we at first we it was it started out really really good. You had the four horse women with um, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey, and since then it's just slowly um, gone down. The tag team the the tag team titles feel watered down. Um, the some it seems like some of these matches are just kind of thrown together. Like I, I didn't even mind when Carmella was champion when they had Mella was money. Like I, I was like, okay, this is this is something new. This is fresh. They're having the uh, Money in the Bank women's match. Um, but sometimes it doesn't. It, it it's just you you really left head scratching. Um, the and a perfect example of that was when Becky Lynch and and Sasha fought at Hell in a Cell and we had this this great comeback with Sasha and then she just loses to Becky and it's like what are we doing like well, here's you the thing, you right here's the thing first of all JD can uh take his uh pen and stick it because <laughs> clearly he's wrong as far as Roman and Charlotte being pushed down our throats those days are over with right when you look at Charlotte Flair Yes, yeah, they're over with because Charlotte. Now I know Corey Graves has said he felt like Charlotte was losing steam, and he talked about this with Charlotte directly. You know, he he was straight up like, "Hey, I felt like you were losing steam," and she said she's agreed to an extent only because she's done so much already. And you know, it's different with the women versus the men, right? The men, you could take a guy. And, and you take a guy like Dolph Ziggler, right, or Kofi Kingston, or The Miz, you could take them and slowly but surely build them to the mid-card titles. And then they finally crack through the glass ceiling, and then they win the WWE Championship or the World Championship. Then they, Or maybe in a way they win the Tag Team Championships. You remember back in the day when we used to get the video games, right? And you had to win the European title first. Then you had to win an Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. Then you won the Tag Team titles. Then you won WWE Championships. So, yeah. In the day, back in the day, yes. Did they rush Roman Reigns? Absolutely. They pushed him too soon. But they did cool him down. Since he's came back from beating or, you know, overcoming uh, what he had to deal with with leukemia, he hasn't been pushed to the main event as far as in the championship picture. Now, here's the thing. Roman Reigns, ladies, and this is why that argument is old. When Roman Reigns goes out there, those fans are loud. I was there in Philadelphia when he was there coming up for SmackDown two weeks before the Survivor Series. The fans were cheering. There was no more booze for Roman, right? With Charlotte Flair, you know, people, the thing is with her is a lot of times it's hard to see if they want to make her a face or a heel, which I think she's a better heel. But if anybody did force it down our throats as far as the women is Becky Lynch. Because oh, they want goodness. her to be so stone coldish, but she's not. But she's not at all. She is solid. She's a good worker, but I think she's held on to that title way too long. I thought she should have dropped it maybe around at SummerSlam or Hell in the Cell. But I, they seem like they're trying to get her over, 
and keep her over, but she's losing steam. Charlotte Flair, not the same thing. So yeah, that's why I disagree with him on that. Now I do I do agree with you that um and I didn't even get into the, the whole the man thing. I think that that thing Ben lost steam. Um and I think that I, I thought I agree. I think she either should have lost it at SummerSlam or she should have lost it at the most was how in the cell to Sasha Banks. Um I don't know when they plan on having Becky drop it. Um well, a lot of people like, think it's going to be against Ronda at WrestleMania. Oh Lord! Um, if 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 done properly, I would love to see the full force women of WWE versus um, the women of NXT. The um, Ronda Rousey's, um, the uh, what's her name, Baylor. Yeah, and the I thing is, they're just not ready yet. I know, I, I, and and the thing is, you don't want to push that too soon. But that's something that I'm I'm really hoping that we build towards. I know they've been they've been working on that for a while. But that's the only other push I would love to see and and get those four women finally together. Um, I was hoping we would get the four of them um, um, together in a match, but that that didn't you know that didn't happen. They had you know Nia Jax instead in there, but um, that that that's an angle I would I would be interested in. Um, I think that Becky Lynch needs to do the Roman Reigns, and I think that she, I think that she can still build up steam and whatnot. But I think that she, she doesn't need the belt at this point to um, to be the man. And as far as Roman Reigns, again, Brian, the, the fans may be cheering and whatnot. And I think the return of the Usos definitely helps him. It, it, it but, does, but, and but, I'm excited about that because I want to see more of that. I want to see the stables. I want to see the bloodline. But he does not need to face the fiend at WrestleMania, and that's another person too who's kind of losing some steam too. Who the, the fiend? fiend? The fiend is is losing what? a little bit. It's, what are it's you not, want from these people? It's 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 not it's not as the same as it was. Think about SummerSlam versus right now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel do you feel the same about the no, fiend? Well, too, it's smart because, remember, we haven't seen him in a match. He's been throwing slowly but surely picking at Daniel Bryan. We didn't get the Fiend versus the Miz. We got yeah. Bray Wyatt versus right. the Miz. So I think they, I think it's smart what they were doing with him. I, I just hope that they don't do this split personality thing that we're, or they're talking about where they have um, Bray Wyatt versus the Fiend in an actual match. I don't know how the hell they they would pull that off, but yeah, that that's just stupid. Um, <laughs> but do, but does it surprise you though if if the WWE was to do something like that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and remember um, the old saying: anything's possible in the WWE. Well, look, here's the thing, right? People were so excited when Paul Heyman came back, right? Oh, him and, and this stuff, right? And you see and, where that's going. And, and, and you look at Paul Heyman. Look, Lana Lashley. That's on Raw. That's on his watch. You know, they, they're officially married, though. Next week, we get Rusev and uh, Lashley finally squaring off. Um, <laughs> are you a fan of this? No. <laughs> like, like I said, this, this product, I, I don't understand at all what they're doing. Rusev when he first came in, I mean, this this was a, you know, he 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 was bad. Like this was a bad man. Now 
Well, that's one thing he did say. He said we're gonna see the return of the Bulgarian brute. No, so. I don't want. I don't care about the the care. I mean, the the return of that. I, 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 he wasn't a bad I, man. <laughs> you he, just he, no, Rusev now. He he was a bad man. Then they ruined the push with Rusev Day because they didn't think that that was going to get over, and it did. Um, I just I hate what I hate wasted pushes. Like I remember Randy Orton with the whole um, RKO out of nowhere, and. Like, I mean, it was cool to see Randy do it, but that was a that was an era where Randy should have had um, a, a title run. Uh, I felt like the Miz when he was when he had his steam and he kept winning the IC belt. I, I think that the Miz at that point should have upgraded and had another WWE championship run. I feel like Rusev, <laughs> they wasted his push with uh, with Rusev Day, and I feel like sometimes they're pushed into a corner. Uh, they have to push somebody, and it's like they don't want to do it. Like um, the the two that come to mind were Daniel Bryan with the Yes Movement and Kofi Kingston, and it seemed like I, I know um, um, Mustafa Ali got hurt, so it, it helped. It, it was a blessing in disguise for Kofi to get over, but it's like the they it's, it was almost like they didn't want to push Kofi. But it got the angle got to the point where it was like, oh, we have to push this man, and we have to put him over. Well, wow. Let me bring up something that you're gonna be happy to talk about because you are uh, you on fire right now, bro. <laughs> and, and, and that's uh, Sasha Banks. How do you? What are your chance? What is her? What are her chances of winning the Royal Rumble? I don't see her winning the Royal Rumble. Um, I feel like. Her and Bailey are eventually going to square off. Um, I think it's long overdue for them to do it. But I, 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 if you had to push me into a corner, I don't know who wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, my two picks off the top of my head, I would say, are uh, a returning Ronda Rousey or I would say Nia Jax returning and winning it. Um, and then maybe Ronda returns after WrestleMania, because um, you know, usually, well, I, well, in the past we've had surprise uh, returns at um, the Raw after WrestleMania. But as far as Sasha Banks, um, I see the angle that they're doing with her and Bailey. But eventually, they need her and Bailey to to square off, and I think that Sasha just eventually. Um, turns on her but i would love to actually see it in reverse since bailey has a heel turn i would actually like to see bailey turn on sasha as opposed to that this the predictable sasha turns on bailey well see i don't want to see that though because i want to see them together for a while i like this duo i want to see them dominate i want to see them with the tag titles and bailey still as the women's champion or you know, I just want to. I don't want that to be rushed. I don't need Sasha versus Bailey right now at WrestleMania. I know a lot of people think that, but I don't need that right now. Well, I love heel Bailey. Well, you know what? And that was the best thing for for Bailey to do was to turn heel. Um, and I and I actually really do agree with you that Sasha and her don't need to go at it yet. I think that that window when they should have faced each other, I think that passed. Mm-hmm. But yep. the issue. It goes back into where I was talking about the issue with the women's division. If you have Bailey at WrestleMania as champion, who does she face? 
Mm-hmm. At least, at least with Becky Lynch, I can say we got two two options. Like I said, either she could face a returning Nia Jax, or she could face um, um, Ronda Rousey. But everybody on SmackDown, though, the I I just don't know because I don't honestly want to see Alexa Bliss and Bailey. That I I I really don't want to see that match again. Well, it looks um, like they're trying to build up um, uh, Lacey Evans. I don't really want to, and I feel like it was another one. I feel like Lacey got kind of just thrown in, and it ruined things. Like, like I feel like her angle when Lacey Evans first got there, she had a good little run where with her and the man feuding. After that, she she lost steam. So I, I don't want to see that again. And I I don't know who Bailey would face. I'm I'm trying to give the WWE some time to see what they're going to do is for WrestleMania season. But rumor has it, Vince McMahon has no idea what the hell to do for WrestleMania. Um, it seemed like he don't know what to do for the Royal Rumble. Anytime you got Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion is number one as a, a Royal Rumble entry. And you don't know what the hell this damn company is doing anymore. Well, <laughs> all right, well, let's take another break. Um, afterwards, we're going to get into from the realm. So, It'll take a break. Got a word from the real Dwayne Allen coming up. The creative process seems to be the topic of choice in professional wrestling. That being said, the wrestling realm would like you to know that as far as the creative process is concerned, we would never do anything to disrespect or disregard each other's ideas when it comes out to putting the best product for the wrestling realm. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, folks. So that was the real Dwayne Allen. If you want more shenanigans like you just heard, make sure you go on the Wrestler Realm YouTube page and subscribe. I can guarantee you, you will be entertained. You know, uh, the real Dwayne Allen works uh, very hard on a lot of the content. Uh, and that's just mentally. We ain't even talking about the actual production of it. Just the way of coming up with this stuff. And half the time, I'd be wondering where he gets it from. But, um, yeah. So, From the Realm, it's time. Let's go. And now, for our From the Realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling Realm. All right, so from the room this week, we got one question that is from our main man D, a member of the Flex Zone. You could hear him and Dre every Monday at 10 o'clock, right? Yes, sir. All right, and his question is he said, Who's the best heel and baby face of the following company? So we'll start with the WWE. Dre, I'll let you go first. Best heel and face of the WWE. <sighs> best heel and face of WWE. Okay. Right now, I'm going to say the best face right now, believe it or not, is my man Kevin Owens. Um, and the best heel right now 
I don't really know if the fiend is a heel or he's just a tweener, but I'm a. I guess I'll roll with him. I don't. I can't think of a, a guy that you really, really hate at the moment. Because even Seth Rollins, it's like this. This isn't really a good heel run to me. So, um, uh, and Baron Corbin, I, I don't. Uh, you hate Baron Corbin, but at the same time, he doesn't draw that that hate that the Miz had. When I think about heel, I think about like you can't stand to see this person. But you kind of want to see him and see what's going to happen. So those are my picks. All right. Well, I'm going to say my best heel in WWE is honestly right now is Baron Corbin. I mean, that guy draws heat. And I don't see now maybe, you know, a couple of some people cheering him. But for the most part, he's drawing the most heat out there. But I do think it's going to shift to Sheamus because he has that ability to make you hate him. And as far as the best face is concerned, as of now, I honestly have to give it to Roman Reigns. I mean, you this man overcome, overcame leukemia to get back in the ring, and people love him. So I think as long as he's not wearing the strap, he's going to be the best face. All right, how about AEW, Dre? Um, Moxley and Jericho. Uh, those are the two I'd, I'd give it to off the bat. I want, I really do want to say Cody, but I mean, Moxley, it, it just seems like Mox, it just seems like Mox, I mean, um, Moxley and Jericho right now are the other two. Though I really am a Cody Rose fan. I really would love to say Cody. Yeah, I'm going to go Moxley and MJF. MJF just draws that heat, man. So that's mine. Uh, how about New Japan? Hmm. I don't know right now. Really, I don't know. Um, okay. I know Japan. I'm going to say for New Japan, uh, now I haven't kept up with it as much as I would like to, but from what I saw at Wrestle Kingdom, top heel right now instantly is Kenta. Uh, just by him breaking up Naito's moment and therefore giving Naito uh, the top face. And NWA... Oh uh, man, uh... <laughs> <laughs> James James Storm is the best face to me, and <laughs> right now is Nick Aldis is the best heel. How about you? You got any picks, or are you going to decline? <laughs> See, well, I'm gonna I'm I'm throw in what are we going to say Scott Steiner, who just got signed <laughs> or something, man. <laughs> <I'm Yeah. decline. laughs> All right, well, let's move on. It's time to go around the net. Rounding that, brought to you by B Waters Productions. If you're out there, especially in the Baltimore area, you want something filmed, you want uh, pictures taken at your event, or you simply want flyers, just reach out to B Waters Productions by going on Instagram.com slash B Waters Productions or reaching on BrianHWaters.com. So, we start off Mercedes Martinez. Dre, you may remember her from WSU. Signs with the WWE, finally, 20-year veteran signing with the WWE. I'm so excited. Uh, she is one of the people that I really enjoy working with. Dre, let me tell you, people had their dream matches. I told Mercedes two years ago, three years ago now, my dream match is her versus Charlotte Flair, and I hope I'm closer to getting it. I think you do get it. Yeah, man. You know, I... I 
at, at this point you need you need new faces and um at, at this point charlotte flair has faced pretty much everybody that there is to face um so uh, i i say why not you yeah know? i mean you bring in a gal like Mercedes Martinez, I'll be disappointed if they said she's reporting to the Performance Center to be a trainer like they did with Sarah Del Rey a few years ago. We oh, never got oh. Sarah Del Rey versus Natalia. But I understand, you know, that's solid money for it. Um, moving on, Nikki Bella has been officially taken off the market. So she's got the engagement that she's long awaited. Yes, she had one with John Cena. No, it didn't work out. Congratulations, Nikki Bella. Dre, your thoughts? Who cares? Wow, <laughs> man. You, you don't care about Nikki Bella? No. I, 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 I mean, the, the what, uh, what was it? The, the Bella Twins and their reality show and then Total Divas. And I was just like, okay. And then her and John Cena. I, I, I hate. By the way, I hated that match uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania. That that should have been on a on a. That shouldn't even made the pre the pre show. That's how awful that match was. Well, that was the uh, last time we got a formal match planned for John Cena. Ain't that crazy? The next one yeah. he would face the Undertaker <laughs> to yeah. restore to restore the Undertaker's WrestleMania, and then uh, in following he would face. Um, he just would show up. But I got something you'll care about. Are you ready for this one? Now, I know you. And when I first met you, you was wearing this man's shirt. Triple H says the door is open for CM Punk and AJ Lee. Trey, when you hear that, what does that do to you? It's clobbering time. <laughs> I, I would love to see um, CM Punk back in a in a WWE ring. Uh, I'm glad that Seth has turned heel, um, but I still don't want to see <laughs> Seth Rollins and CM Punk. It's a select few people I would like to see CM Punk face at this part. Um, at this point in CM Punk's career, uh, I don't really want to see him come back full-time i think it's only a select few people who could come back um such as a daniel bryan and you want to see them full-time but uh see him you want to love... see a punk full-time no why not what's wrong with you i thought that was a boy he is my boy but at this point in time i mean father, come time, on. father, father time is it's past uh you Let... know he's younger than aj styles right yes and I still don't want to see CM Punk full-time I mean, in WWE. I like to see him part-time, yes, but not you full-time. Can, you can um, get him versus AJ Styles. You can get him versus Johnny Gargano, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, yeah. CM Punk versus um, The AJ, Fiend. I, mean, um, who, uh, the, the, I would love to actually see him and Adam Cole. Um, yeah, that's another one. But, yeah, it's, it's select few people I would like to see him really – face i don't really want to see him full time in a, in a square circle now aj lee i would love to see her full time though return um there's so I'm many shocked. matches and there's so many matches that aj i feel like she has that we haven't seen i mean i'd love to see um aj and like naomi or aj and sasha um her and um her and Becky, um, you know, as a like who could who could be like that that person in WWE because uh, there was a time when AJ Lee was that woman in WWE. 
and I would love to see her and the man face off. But um, yeah, CM Punk, I'm, I feel like his t- it's good to see him back, but it's but he's I think that he waited a little too long, and it's like okay, you don't want to see that. I, I I feel like you don't want to see it as much as you would think. And also another thing too is I don't trust creative with him that's another thing with with cm punk i feel like he may run into similar issues um oh no if he, worse if he comes back dre you know you're smarter than that he comes back he's going to have some sort of creative control uh just because he he's going to be so much more valuable than he was before but i want to stick with cm punk because i don't know if you got a chance to see his tweet to the miz <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah the the I Miz did. the Miz was on um the Miz was on WWE backstage and says something about he don't do it for the culture he's not the culture or something and you all know that when CM Punk came back he says he came to change the culture and he told Miz he said hey you dork you can go um you can go put a blood money whoop whoop in your whoop whoop. <laughs> And it was just like, yo, like you really told him to do that, you know, tell him to go to Saudi Arabia. So it was just so disrespectful. And I, I saw a lot of people, you know, we had our group chat with the click and they was talking about it. But it just make you, you know, you sit there and wonder like, wow, like, you know, people still like, I guess some of that older generation, punk is still from that generation. It barely respects the Miz. I mean, um, a lot of people just don't feel like the Miz is really that guy. But I mean, to, for me, I respect the Miz. I, I was there at WrestleMania um, 27 when he faced John Cena, and he was the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no matter if you like the Miz, hate the Miz, don't think he can wrestle, etc. You have to respect that this guy was a reality TV show, um, and then I mean, he was he was a reality TV show star who actually became a superstar, made it in WWE, is one of the faces of WWE, and it will go, and no, no, hands down, he is a, he is a Hall of Fame wrestler. Um, if he put down his, if he put down his boots today, The Miz is a WWE Hall of Famer. He um, was somebody you always will think about as one of the best heels in the company. He's definitely um, a great ambassador for the WWE. And, He's a Grand Slam champion. Uh, yes, I mean think think about the Miz has won the IC title eight times, close to um, as close as you can get to the record for Jericho. And I wish that he would have actually, um, I wouldn't have minded him breaking the record. Um, yeah, this is somebody that you just you truly you truly hated. I mean, I remember he had Michael Cole help him in a in a wrestling match which was hilarious um when uh maurice came back and he had that run with the um ic title um i I remember him and daniel bryan that feud like these are some of the things that come off the top of my head uh they got john morrison to come back him and john morrison as a tag team so um, i really love the miz I thought I was a Miz fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, that, that's my boy. I mean, I could go on and on about about the Miz. I mean, and it also helps that when he 
uh, puts the WWE sign upside down and it becomes an M. My, my last name is Melton. So, <laughs> yes, I'm a, yes, I'm a huge fan of, of The Miz. Well, sticking right there with me, sticking with Punk, Bully Ray said on Busted Open Radio that Punk should enter the Royal Rumble and eliminate Lesnar. What would you do if that happened? I would be totally shocked, but I, I I don't see it happening. I mean, I remember when CM Punk took on Lesnar at SummerSlam, and I was shocked by that match because I thought that Brock would just wipe the floor um, from pillar to post with, with Punk, and Punk was handling his own against Lesnar. and More than he was in the uh, UFC fights. <laughs> pretty much. And... Um, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see Punk eliminate um, Lesnar. Could it be possible? Yes. But then you would. You would have to see Lesnar and CM Punk. And I don't want to see CM Punk get uh, German suplexed fifteen times. I would. I would want them to have another match similar to what they had at SummerSlam. But I just don't see that happening. So I'd rather it not happen at all. All right. And last thing. WWE ice cream bars making a comeback, but this time they're cookie sandwiches. Dre, I know you're a gym rat, uh, but are you excited for this? Hell no. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that the New Day um, are the, the cookie sandwiches or they're handing them out personally. Oh, that would be cool. Better than a pancake. No, it, no, it isn't. <laughs> and, I, I, and you don't even want to get me started in how, how Kofi Kingston loses the belt in three <laughs> seconds to Brock Lesnar and then is out there as a tag team champion throwing away pancakes. Like you, like, see, like Kofi Kingston didn't beat Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Kevin Owens. Hey, look, he said it, you know, he just said it is what it is. What can you do about it? But Dre, you know, I appreciate you joining. You know, this ain't your last time. I know it took me 106 episodes, but we finally got (laughs) you on here. But you know, this will not be your last time. But until then, where can the people find you? Uh, Like I said, the Flag Zone each and every Monday night at 10 p.m. Facebook Live for right now. Um, we're working on getting our YouTube uh, channel back up, but please subscribe. Uh, put in the Flex Zone podcast. You will see um, content on there from when um, Brian and the real Dwayne Allen were both on there. Um, you can see, um, well, uh, yeah, so you can see that content. Please subscribe again, put in the Flex Zone podcast. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at the Flex Zone One, and like our page, the Flex Zone. You can catch us live right now, each and every Monday at 10 p.m. We are back. We're talking everything that you can imagine, from college football to the National Football League, WWE to AEW, the NBA um, to college basketball. You sports how you want it when you need it. Each and every Monday at 10 p.m. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you tune into the Flex Zone. Um, like I said, it's great content. Look, you're going to listen to people talk about sports. You're going to listen to your Skip Baylesses and your Stephen A. Smiths. Here's the thing. Nine times out of ten, you're going to tweet them. And nine times out of ten, and your Skip Bayless case, ten times out of ten, they're not going to reply. At least when you tweet the Flex Zone, they'll reply. They're real people talking real sports that you can actually engage with them. Just like you can with us 
here at the restaurant. Make sure you follow me at Brian H. Waters. Make sure you follow the real Dwayne Allen at Dwayne Allen 24. And follow the Wrestling Realm at Wrestling Realm. Subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You name it, we are there. Until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. He's Andre Melton. So long, everybody. Cool, that was oh. phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you, man. Who used to do that in WWE? I, somebody used to do that. Um, I think it was on Superstars.